This episode is brought to you by a brand new sponsor of the show, Picmonic. Picmonic is an audiovisual learning system with unforgettable stories and characters to help you remember everything you need to know for PT school and beyond. Used by over 1.5 million students all over the world, Picmonic is perfect for streamlining your studying in an efficient manner. Listeners of the show can use the promo code SNACKBREAK in all caps for a 20% discount, and first-time users can start today for free. Getting access to one learning objective and one Picmonic quiz per day, forever, at zero cost. Available on iOS, Android, and desktop. Once again, listeners of the show can use the promo code SNACKBREAK in all caps at checkout. Happy studying, and let's get right into the show. All right, just going to invite our guests here, and we will get started shortly. All right, hello, and welcome to the third episode of Snack Break by Ortho Snacks, where we interview physical therapists, fitness professionals, and health and wellness experts. My guest today is a 2017 graduate of the University of Southern California. She, she much like my last guest, Matt, has had a super, I guess, whirlwind of the last year. So she got engaged to someone who is a good friend, previous classmate, and now business partner. So and roommate, previous roommate, roommate too. Scandalous. Very, very. It worked out well though. So you know, it's all good. <laughs> and and most recently, um, she has been selected as the rehab director of prehab. So for those who don't know, the prehab guys um, do some physical therapy online, and they actually have an in-person clinic and Adele's kind of running the show there so welcome Adele I'm thrilled to have Yay, you on thank you I'm so excited first IG live so awesome pop in the cherry very excited about it yeah <laughs> but how's the week been so far I saw you got to work out with your dog a little bit yes oh my gosh he's oh my he's so funny he like gets involved with every single workout now so we have to like lock him upstairs because otherwise like it's like a little too like intensive um but no, it's good. I've been having a really good week, had some patients every day, some filming, some front desk work, some admin work, a little bit of everything. So changing things up every day is nice. Yeah, it's a good variety. Yeah. Um, I had pretty, uh, pretty quick day for me too. I just had class from eight to nine and then since then not a whole lot. So hoping to go outside and enjoy some weather later. Yeah, um, nice way to start the weekend off. Yeah, Short for sure. Friday. Mm-hmm. I'd like to start our conversation by um, just revisiting the last few years for you and kind of your transition from school to the clinic. You kind of mentioned to me before that you were in three different clinics pretty early on in your career, um, which I just want to say is I think it's pretty impressive someone who kind of has the um, has the mindset or the awareness to be able to realize they're not in a situation that's necessarily exactly what they want and be able to jump around. I think a lot of new grads um, would want to get set in a clinic and kind of develop themselves within there, even in the face of adversity. So just being able to jump um, and know a situation is not right for you, I think is pretty admirable. So if you can just talk about kind of those first couple of experiences, I think very interested yeah um well thank you first of all it's definitely not easy so um my first year so I am like about like four and a half years out of school I had three different mm-hmm. jobs three different clinics my first job I was at I actually had my last rotation there and just started working out um as soon as I graduated um I loved the clinic like great work culture I learned so much while I was there and like will forever be grateful for it but the population just wasn't something that 
I noticed I was interested in, which is really funny because when I was in PT school, I was like, I don't want to do sports, like ortho, so boring, like everyone does it. Um, mm -hmm. But I ended up seeing a lot of like a geriatric population and I just realized I wasn't really passionate about that. So it was just time to kind of move on. And like, I felt like I outgrew that. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? Like, I mm -hmm. think that a lot of new grads feel like they have to stay but really, I feel like after a year or two, you should have outgrown where you were at. Um, so that was the reason for leaving my first clinic. And then from there, mm -hmm. I got to treat my ideal patient population, which was sick. Learned a lot about like ACL rehab, like all the fun stuff. But I just didn't have a lot of autonomy. Um, I was kind of asked to treat in a particular way or maybe expected to, which yeah. I didn't enjoy. Um, I'm kind of a free spirit. I like to do things my own way as anyone who knows me will definitely tell you. Um, so that kind of rigid structure is really difficult for me to follow. Um, so the nice thing about that is that I learned that that was something that I needed was autonomy. And that wasn't something that I knew leaving my first job, right? So every job that I left, I feel like I learned something else about myself. So that's kind of how I tried to flip it on its head. And that's not to say that that happened right away. It definitely took like months, if not like a year to learn that and like see that as like a learning lesson. Um, and then I ended up at my last job where I had autonomy. I had an awesome patient population, but for me personally, I don't think the culture was like a right fit. Um, I mm -hmm. didn't ever feel like I like fit in. Um, and that was really hard for me. Like you go to work every single day, you're there like nine to five, like you need to be happy where you're at, you know? Um, and that's where I was like, all right, like, where do I find a clinic that has the population that I love, the culture that I love and allows me to be autonomous. And after being in LA and working at three different clinics, it was just really challenging for me to feel like that existed. Um, that's not to say that it mm -hmm. doesn't, but I had a hard time finding it. And that's when, for me, I realized, you know, like it's time for me, if I can't find it, like why not create it? Like if it doesn't exist, like why can't I be the one to make that for myself? You know, um, yes. and that wasn't a realization I came to by myself. I was doing like a mentorship program, which helped a lot, like a mastermind mm -hmm. program. And, um, yeah, no, it was just, it finally gave me the self-confidence to be like, all right, let's do it. That's awesome. Yeah. So would you, would you say you always had that, um, that three, those three criteria, um, when you're looking for jobs, when did you kind of develop that? It was just like one at a time. And that's, what's so weird to say. I just learned something about myself at each job that I had, you know, and mm -hmm. that's where it kind of reminds me of like, like a breakup when you think about like a breakup in the moment it's like really hard and you're like this sucks like I'm never gonna get over this like blah 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 and then like a year later you're like wow like I learned this about myself from that relationship or I learned this is what mm -hmm. I want in my partner and it's like that's exactly how it kind of turned out is that just every job every relationship you know that I was in I learned something else that I wanted so I didn't realize I needed all those things it wasn't until like the Oh no. Did it freeze for you? Oops. Are you good? Yeah, I think Are we good. Back? Sorry about that. I think so. No, I think I... Okay, cool. You good? Yeah, yeah so yeah. I guess another question I'd have for you then is is switching clinics early on something you would recommend for new grads? It sounds like you've had a great experience, but are there any downsides yeah. or reasons why someone might not want not want to do that? I think for me the biggest thing is like how would it look on a resume? Like that was like, mm -hmm. my biggest thing. like what kind of person is going to want to hire someone who's been at three different jobs outside of school. Right. So it's all about mm -hmm. my, my biggest concern was how did it look to other people? Right. 
Um, and so I think in that case, yeah, like that can be a little bit scary, but I also think that if you end up with the right employer and you're able to verbalize why you've had so many jobs and I would hope that a good employer would understand and appreciate that you Mm -hmm. won't settle for what is not a good fit for you. And that means that if you do join their clinic or their company, that means that you really truly believe that that is a good fit for you. Yeah, that makes sense. So just once you get in that new job, just kind of verbalizing the exact things that you've told us yeah. in, term, in terms of why it wasn't a good fit and yeah. what you're looking for. Okay. And I would hope that like a company and the clinic like, wouldn't look down on someone for that. Like, I feel like there's so many more important things that and things that are more valuable mm-hmm. about someone than how many jobs they've had or where they've worked. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So fast forward to the prehab days now. Yes. So it seems like you're very happy in the position you're in right now. What do your, um, what, what's your typical day look like? I feel like there is no such thing as a typical day, which is really interesting and very different than like a staff PT role. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say generally speaking, like I wake up 6.30, get on my computer, communication, half of our remote team is on the East Coast. So there's always, they're always like three hours ahead. So by the time you wake up, there's always work to be done, which is awesome, okay. love that. <laughs> Um, so go into that and then I usually try to fit in a workout after that. So either it's like a Peloton at home or like come Mm -hmm. to the gym. We have like, we're very, again, very, very fortunate to have like all the equipment I could possibly want and need at work. Um, shower at work. Great. And then just start my day. And depending on the day, it could be like, you know, five, six patients. It could be two patients, a couple meetings, and then more patients, or it could be a whole film day where we close down the whole set and the whole gym. And we're filming YouTube videos or exercise library videos and things like that. So some TikToks coming soon. Some TikToks, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of my jam, or I think it is. I might be too old for TikToks to be my jam, but we'll see. Um, But yeah, so it's really nice because it keeps things exciting and different. Um, Like we all say, like we all say here, like we all wear many hats. And I think that's Mm -hmm. what makes it so fun is that we all collaborate so much rather than feeling like you're in like your own silo. Um, I was a little bit worried about it at first, to be honest. I was like, all right, like I'm a PT, like that's all I know. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was worried that I was going to feel unfulfilled, like not treating all the time, but I actually feel like the opposite. I feel like I'm a better clinician now because I feel like I can give more to my patients because I'm not so like spread thin all the time with patient care. Yeah. And it sounds like, I know when we talked before you had kind of said in the past, you didn't really consider owning your own clinic or being a clinic director. So it seems like a lot of learning took place along the way. Um, how'd you kind of find out about the master class, or was, would you say that that is one of the big things that kind of helped you transition or what other yeah, yeah. resources? Um, I would say it was just, you know, that intrinsic learning process of learning what my own values mm-hmm. were, but I definitely think the mastermind program that I did was really, really valuable. It just giving me permission almost to feel the yeah. way that I did. Um, I think coming out of school, we all feel like we're expected to work this like nine to five job. And we're like a staff PT or you own a clinic or, you know, there's mm-hmm. nothing really in between. And I think that I felt like I, there was something wrong with me for wanting something different before I started up. Like I was like, other people can work nine to five, like and just treat 20 something plus patients a day. Like I should be able to do that, you know? And it wasn't mm-hmm. until I took this mastermind group or joined it that I felt like I finally was like, okay, I'm different and that's okay. Like, it's okay that I don't want to do the same things as other people. It's okay to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I kind of had that realization of like, hey, what are my values? What do I want? Does that exist? And if not, 
let me create that for myself. Um, and I'm just really lucky to have like the, you know, my fiance and like my good friends who already are running such like a successful online business. So it only seemed fitting to kind of bring that into fruition in person. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So I guess what would you say to maybe someone who's considering making the leap or even a student who has that in mind in the future? Like what, what types of advice would you give them now or things to start thinking about a little bit? Before I think they get to that point. I think just really learn about what your values are and what mm -hmm. it is that you really want and what it is that you don't want. Um, because I think that leaving a clinic because you are just burnt out is not a good enough reason to start a business. I think there is a lot that goes into it that people might not realize. Um, mm -hmm. But also you want to make sure that you, if you were to do it, that you're doing it for the right reason. So really just understanding what your values are. Like, so for me, right, like clinically, it's like autonomy, culture, mm -hmm. um, population isn't really um, a value. But like for me, like authenticity, that's like another one for me. So be, feeling like I can truly treat the way I want and be the way I want at work, wear what I want at work. Um, yeah. Those are things that are really important to me. Cool. Um, and then I, this is just something I was just thinking about right yeah. now, but uh, just with the, just with the prehab guys doing so much transitioning physical therapy to online, how do you see that changing the field in the future? Do you think we'll see less in-person physical therapy and more transition like telehealth and things like that? Or do you think there's always going to be that demand for in-person? I honestly think there's always going to be a demand for in-person. I, it's, I, it's funny because we were just talking about this the other day and I actually, mm -hmm. I don't know if like people are aware of this, but, like every PT clinic right now is like booming. Like everyone has like wait lists right now. So I like to think that us facilitating and educating and just creating more awareness of our field online can help yeah. empower people to feel like they can, you know, take their health and wellness journey into their own hands. So whether that be online or just even be willing to go into PT when their doctor says that, you know, you need PT. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm not going to do that. But maybe now yeah. they'll feel empowered and they'll be like, okay, like maybe I will go to PT because I know what it is and I know what the benefits are. Um, and I think it'll just be a good way, like the online stuff to, you know, bridge that gap for the people who aren't willing to go in person. Cause I personally still think that nothing will ever match like in person, good in person PT, yeah. but a lot of people might not have access to that cause they live really far or financially they can't afford it. Um, so I think it's just really nice to be able to bridge that gap so that everyone has access to it one way or the other. Yeah. I think that's definitely a great way to look at it. Yeah. Um, all right, Adele, I've got five questions that I ask all my guests if you're up for it. Yes, let's do it. All, all right. right. First, first question is, what is your biggest key to a successful day? Um, two, a Celsius, so an energy drink. Okay. And I've seen you drinking those a lot. What's, what's the story behind them or just super tasty? In my head, I've told myself that they're healthier than Red Bull. Either they have okay. really good marketing and that's, they've convinced me of that or I made that up. I have no idea, but they're delicious. Mm -hmm. um, and they give me way more energy than coffee. So a Celsius, depending on the day, but then um, gratitude is something that I'm trying to practice daily. Um, I think life is full of ups and downs, good things and bad things. So if you can just ground yourself with like one thing that you're grateful for every day, whether it's like, I think like my dogs or work, mm -hmm. you know, just helps keep you grounded. Yeah. I've, I've tried to do a gratitude journal in the past. I think the toughest part is just the consistency. My, um, staying on top of it. My agenda, like my calendar, like my planner has a mm -hmm. box 
in it that says gratitude. So I have to okay. do it every day. So it's like in my face. Yeah. So that's nice. that's not, exactly. Not, I totally get it. Until you're grateful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm usually a Red Bull guy too. So I might have to make the conversion yeah, as well. There's like a pear apple one. That's like 10 out of 10 okay. recommend. It's on the grocery list. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my, my next question is, uh, what do you wish someone would have told you five years ago today or something you think would have had a big impact on you if you would have heard it a little bit earlier? Um, I think like perfection is the enemy of progress. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like I'm like a recovering perfectionist that I'm always trying to do things right. So learning yeah. to thank our failures, um, something else I learned from my ment- one of my mentors and embracing the speed bumps because that's kind of what's going to take you along your journey. So there's nothing wrong with those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think so many people just within the field of PT come in, kind of have that type A personality or perfectionist. So just knowing, knowing it's okay not to be perfect and that yeah. progress isn't typically linear is just yeah. a great thing to have in your mind. Yeah. So. We preach that to our patients all the time, you know, like, or we should be. So we should mm-hmm. try to live by those same principles, I think. Yeah. My next question is what book or product that you've encountered over the last three months has been the most impactful for you? Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Um, okay. Literally the best book ever. Like I just, again, oh, that's the other thing. So my mastermind group and this book, those are the two things that I think, again, allowed me to just like embrace what I was going through. Quick summary of the book or what's, uh, what was the biggest? Um, it just teaches you like how to be a good leader. Like I've always been told like, you're a leader, you're a leader. I'm like, I don't know what that means, you know? And so just really understanding what the responsibility of being a leader means and how to be a better leader for those around you. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of cool just to have it defined in someone else's words and you can kind of pull from that what, yeah. what you will. So. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, is there any quote or mantra that you live by? Um, yes, I probably will butcher it. This is from my mentor, <laughs> Jack. It's um, belonging re- does not require you to change who you are. It requires you to be who you are. I like it. Yeah. So it's, again, just embracing and, like, being authentic to yourself. Like, we always just want to fit in with, like, you know, like, our jobs or school or this or that, you know, and mm-hmm. just be who you are. And, like, those that appreciate that will gravitate towards you. And the people that don't, like, see ya. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great message. Um, all right. And then the signature question of this podcast, Adele Smenner, what is your go-to snack? This is really lame. Um, plantain chips and hummus. Okay. Any <laughs> any brand in particular? Yes, of course. Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's Trader plantain Joe's, okay. chips and the like red bell pepper hummus. Okay. Yeah. Exhilarating. I know. You are you are slowly filling up my grocery list. Yeah. So like <laughs> yeah. So like that and Celsius, and I'm good to go. That's my key to yep. a good day. All right. Thank you so much for taking time to talk to me. Do you have, yeah. um, where, can, where can people find you? Um, yeah, you can find me on IG. So at not your basic PT, um, I'm located here in LA in Culver city. So also prehab PT is our clinic handle and then some guest appearances on the prehab guys as well coming up. All right. Yeah. Awesome. Th- thanks so much for chatting with me today. Yeah. Um, and I look forward to continuing to follow you on Instagram and yes. watching you grow as the clinic director of prehab. Thank so. you. Thank you awesome. so much for having me. This is so fun. Yeah. Have an awesome yeah. weekend. And you- thanks for tuning in, everyone. Happy Friday. Bye. Bye.